Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 48, I think is what I put there. 46, thank you. 46, 48, somewhere in there. As a side note, this is a great verse uh, to use for anybody who's a Jehovah's Witness. I'll tell you that in a moment. Uh, start to verse with verse 8, and I'll go down to the end. Uh, before we read, I want to pray. Father, thank you again that we can gather here. And I pray, Lord, that your spirit would rest upon me in these few minutes uh, as I bring your word to your people today. And I hope that they're encouraged and strengthened by it. In Jesus' name. Remember this and stand firm. Recall it to mind, you transgressors. Remember the former things of old. <clears throat> For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient times things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from a far country. I have spoken, and I will bring it to pass. I have purpose, and I will do it. Listen to me, you stubborn of heart, you who are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness. It is not far off, and my salvation will not delay. I will put salvation in Zion for Israel my glory. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. I was just reflecting on this because the last three months or so that we have been feeling poorly, and uh, I think it really after we came back from the States, we came back and we weren't 100%. Part of that, they were working on our house at the time, uh, and that continued finally. They're finished, hallelujah, uh, or mostly, as we say. They've got a few snags that will come and do, uh, and the scaffolding is down and all of that. But it was just kind of a nightmare. So we were really worn out by that. After Christmas, we collapsed in exhaustion, uh, and then the sickness started coming on. And I would have been very discouraged and thought that I was under spiritual attack, but I've talked to quite a number of people who either they or a friend has had the, the flu that's been going around and said that they had laryngitis for two weeks or more in connection with the flu. And so it really helped me to think, okay, this is not necessarily a spiritual attack, you know, but it is something I'm going through. And of course, for me, there's a lot of things you can hit. I mean... If I had problems with my knee or something like that, uh, or uh, even kind of problems with my strumming hand, uh, I could get Josh to strum and I could do the chords or something. You know, there, there are things to do, but when you can't speak and can't sing and you're a pastor and a worship leader, that's kind of bad. Uh, and it's pretty hard. And those that know me know that I hardly ever miss anything. For me to have missed the Thursday services that I've missed uh, is absolutely unusual. Uh, because in terms of Sundays, um, for example, in the 30 years I've been a pastor, I've only missed two Sundays. Uh, so it's because of sickness. Uh, so so that, it's just been kind of rough. And I've been struggling. Of course, you're there and you don't feel well and things aren't going right and things aren't getting done. And the temptation is just to cry out and get angry with God uh, or to rebuke the devil even if the devil's not there or to get grumpy with people or even to want to quit. I mean, there, there's a lot of that. You get really tired. You all know what it's like when you're sick. Uh, you just, you know, that's why we say I'm sick and tired. That's where it comes from. You know, you get sick, you get tired, and you just want to give up. 
You know, and I've just been walking a lot in that and, and wrestling a lot with that. And uh, certainly that feeling, I'm not going to give up, by the way, just so you know. Um, in fact, it, it kind of goes along the line of me t- talking to people about firing them. I, I tell people on staff, because I, I, from time to time I kid people. I don't do this with Karen or Marlene. Because if I started kidding Karen and Marlene about being fired, they'd say, oh, great, thank you for firing me. Now I can go and have an easy life, you know. Marlene would go, yeah, I can go get a better paying job now. That's great. You know, Karen would say, yeah, I, I don't have to worry about all these headaches, uh, that kind of thing. So, you know, I don't ever joke with them about that. But from time to time, I joke with other people. And I tell them, I say, when they look at me a little bit, I say, listen, you never have to worry. If I'm joking with you, you never have to worry that I'm going to fire you. Because I've never fired anybody that I've joked with about firing. The only time you have to worry is if I stop joking about firing you. <laughs> you know? Uh, and the same way with quitting. That's where you don't ever have to worry about me quitting if I'm talking about it. What you really have to worry about me quitting is if you know that I'm tired and I'm not talking about it, then you need to ask me and get me talking about it because as long as I'm talking about it, you know, I won't do it. Uh, and, you know, that's the kind of thing. And so, but you get into this and you want to quit, you want to give up, you want to back down. And, and in the midst of all of this, you come back. And I think of this verse, uh, and this verse really, really came to me, struck me, reminded me. It's been on my mind because I've been teaching in another context. Uh, that there's something in the midst of all of this, when we want to quit, we want to run, uh, we're really feeling poorly, we don't think we can go on. God says this, remember this. Stand firm in it. Call it to mind. Now, when you remember something biblically, you bring something that's happened in the past and make it a present reality. Remembering is not just, you know, oh, didn't we have a lovely holiday? You know, that's, that's calling something to mind. But when you actually remember the holiday, you say, hey, remember when we had such a great time in Norway? Let's go back. So real biblical remembering results in some kind of action. So if I remember that I'm married, that means that I don't flirt yeah, and, it's, and I don't flirt because I remember that I'm married. And so even though I was married 33 years ago, I bring that to my mind, and it's a present reality, not just because my wife's here, but because I call it to my mind. And that's what God's saying. God's saying here, okay, you're in the midst of junk. Maybe it's junk that you've done because of your own sin, or it's just junk that's happened to you. Well, in the midst of all of this, remember this. Call it to mind and stand firm in this reality. And what is it? I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there's none like me. That's what we've got to call to mind. We have to remember God is God. God is in control. God is in sovereign. God, God is sovereign. He's in control. There's nobody like him. And no matter what we're going through, we don't have to worry because God's in control. Now, it doesn't mean we're going to be able to figure it out. I think one of the, the worst questions we ask ourselves, and it's a question that doesn't have an answer in most situations, is why. Now, I can tell you why the sun comes up. You know, I understand the rotation of the earth and gravity and, and our rotation around the sun. And, you know, I can explain some scientific things. But when it comes to why my wife loves me, you know, that's a question I, I just really shouldn't ask her a whole lot. You know, because... It's a hard question to explain. Or if I ask it to her, she might think, yeah, why do I love him? Yeah, I need somebody else. 
You know, so you, know, you don't always do that. Uh, but we love to ask the question, why? We say, oh, God, why am I going through this? Why is this happening? And you can start to think, and you can figure some things out. You know, I can say, well, flu is going around, cold, sinus infection. I understand that. This is the consequence of all that. I understand the why on that. I can understand the why in terms of uh, how I'm worn out. But then you can ask, well, then why, God, didn't you tell me not to rest more? Or why, God, didn't you warn me not to go to the place where I went to catch the flu virus? Uh, and, you know, so on and on and on. You can just keep asking these endless why questions. That's not what we need to remember, and we'll never get a good answer for it. The thing we have to remember is God is God, and there's no one like him. And that's why this is a great verse, by the way, for <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses, because they say that Jesus was not God, but he was a God. And then, so you have to, and they base that on John, uh, a mistranslation of John 1.1. So all you do is remember this verse and say, okay, so your version of the Bible, uh, which they think is the authoritative version, says that Jesus was a God, and your version of the Bible is completely accurate and it can't contradict itself. And I say, yeah, yeah, that's agree, that's agree. Then you take them to this verse, in their version of the Bible, it says the same thing. I am God, there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. So he's saying, you say, well, your version of the Bible has to be wrong because it contradicts. Because God says there is no a God and there is no a God like him. There's just God. Uh, and so that creates a problem that they can't figure out. And they, will, they won't turn to Jesus, by the way. They'll just run away and gather back together. But uh, at least that helps you get rid of them. Uh, so God is the one who declares the end from the beginning. God is the one who knows how it's all going to turn out. God is the one who is in control. God is the one who is going to be there. And God is the one who is capable of doing everything that he wants to do. Notice that. He says, my counsel shall stand. I will accomplish my purpose. So I know these last three months of sickness and difficulty in my life does not deflect God's purpose for me. God accomplishes his purpose no matter what. What God says is going to happen, and I don't have to worry about it. The path we take, you know, it might, might be that God says, okay, Rod, you're going to go up to the Hebrides, and that's my purpose for you, but then there's at least two different routes that I can take to the Hebrides. You know, I can go up through Ellipool, I can go up through the Isle of Skye, I could go to Oban and go to the southern part of the Hebrides and drive all the way to the northern part of the Hebrides. There's a lot of ways I can go, and God may not specify the route, and so he might say, Rod, you're going to be preaching in Barvis in, in three weeks, uh, but maybe I go up to Ullapool and find the ferries canceled, so all I need to do is drive down to Sky and go and catch that ferry, and I'll get over there. One way or another, I'll be there, even if I have to fly. You know, so God can accomplish his purpose, and that's what we need to rest in and trust in when we're really struggling. And many times, you know, even if God has to bring somebody from a far country or have, bring a bird of prey or like Elijah, uh, to bring ravens to feed the guy. You know, no matter what, he's going to do it. He can do it. He can take care of us. We don't have to worry. We don't have to sweat when we're going through that. And sometimes the biggest problems we create for ourselves is because we're just stubborn in heart there. And our attitudes get far from righteous. We say, well, God's not really good. God's not really God. God's not really being a loving father. You know, these times can cause us to lead us toward down questioning God, and that leads us down a path of unrighteousness that takes us out of healthy relationship. Uh, and so we have to guard against that. But God says here, hey, 
Listen to me. Even if you're being stubborn of heart, I bring near my righteousness and my salvation will not delay and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And so we can rest in that. And so hopefully that's an encouragement for everybody uh, because it certainly is an encouragement for me just to remember that no matter what I'm struggling with, no matter what I'm dealing with, no matter how tough it is, I know that God's with me and I know that he can bring me through. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the confidence that we have before you that you are God and there is no other God. Uh, You are God and there's none like you who knows the end from the beginning, who knows how things will turn out, and who is capable of accomplishing everything that you said you're going to do in the way that you want to do it, in the way that it needs to be done. And so we trust you in that, and we rest in that, and we rest in you. For we love you and we praise you. So encourage us today with this truth. In Jesus' name, amen.